Welcome to our Team Roundtable podcast, where we explore the hot topic of the week here at CRA Resources. And just a reminder for those tuning in for the first time, CRA Resources is a unique recruitment agency with the single focus of providing CRA staffing for clinical studies across North America. So let's get started. Angela, what's the hot topic we've discussed this week? We want to talk about when it is okay to hold a permanent assignment, like a, you're a permanent employee somewhere, and a contract at the same time. Ooh, um, that's a good one. Mm-hmm, yeah, and, and there's definitely some parameters that we wanted to make sure that we shared with both our clients and our, our CRA candidates out there as to when it's okay, because it is okay sometimes, um, and when it actually isn't. And um, because I think clients sometimes are a little bit too firm on this as well. And, um, and I think on the flip side, sometimes candidates are a little too loose. Makes sense. All right. Well, what should we talk about when it is okay? Maybe let's start with that. Um, When is it okay to have a permanent contract at the same time? What do you think, team? Well, Jenny had a really good one this week. We'll leave the names out to to protect the innocent here. But you had a really good one, didn't you, Mm -hmm. Miss Jenny, to where it was absolutely okay what she was doing. Exactly. Um, I did have someone who sent me her resume. And when I was looking at it, she had um, this nice, long, permanent position as a full-time employee, but then a little short two-month contract also right in the middle of that time. Um, So I did ask her to clarify because when I was at first looking at it and looking at the tasks, um, it I kind of wondered, how could you possibly do both of these at the (laughs) same time? How can you be a clinical trial manager one place, even on a short-term contract, while you're also a full-time CRA? So um, I did ask her to clarify because at first I thought this seems like she was cheating someone of their time if she was trying (laughs) to do both of these (laughs) during business hours. Um, And she did come back and explain. And she was actually assisting a company with a study startup um, on the contract, on the short term contracts. It was that's why it was short term. Um, And it turns out the company was located, I believe, in Asia. So she worked on Sundays, which was like that country's Mondays, um, as well as in her evenings, which was their mornings. So well. she was able <laughs> able to do this around her normal jobs, business hours and still provide her full time employer um, with her full time normal hours. Yeah. What a go getter. Bless right. her heart. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's a great way to get that extra experience, too. And it mm-hmm. didn't conflict um, at all. And yeah. I love that. I really do. Yeah. Um, and even if the role had been the same, the fact that she was doing it outside of normal business hours mm-hmm. of her permanent position, mm-hmm. I see zero conflict with yeah. that. Um I just wish that she would have given a little more explanation on her actual resume so I didn't have to go back and ask her about it. And that would have sped us up a little bit, um, as well as some hiring managers might not take the time to go back to her. They might just see it and say, oh, we don't know about this and, and go on to the next resume. So I would say definitely mm-hmm. clarify on the resume as much as you can. 
I'm so glad you said that because that really is the key, isn't it? Because I, I, I gave Jenny a second set of eyes on that resume and there were steady state tasks in there, weren't there, mm-hmm. for a two-month contract. And there were statements like manage the CRA team to identify issues and training or, you know, identified trends and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're helping with study startup on nights and we can say that. And I think people get so formal with their resume and there's a balance, right? I mean, you can't mm-hmm. be stupid and informal either, but write it out. You know, I assisted yeah. a colleague of mine who needed help with study startup in Asia. So on the nights and weekends, I jumped in mm-hmm. and did blah, 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 blah. What a great story to tell. And it's I think it'd be more powerful than just listing these arbitrary bullets mm-hmm. from a job description of things that you may or may not have done. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. At the, at the bare minimum, make sure that you specify what is contract and what is perm. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you mm-hmm. just put contract in front of the titles that were contract and nothing in front of the perms, as long as you distinguish somehow, but mm-hmm. make it very clear at the bare minimum what's contract and mm-hmm. what's perm because, you know, lots of clients, multiple contracts, that's understandable. But if they have to to guess, you know, we say this all the time, but recruiters scare easily. So do Mm. clients, (laughs) clients Uh scare easily. Even when we send folks over, you know, we make sure that that is on your resume. So if you're going to work with us, Mm. we're already going to ask you to do that. So you might as well uh, do yourself a favor. Go ahead and do that already. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Okay. All right. So we talked about business hours. Maybe let's do a little deeper dive on that. So with this example that Jenny had, I love that because she did work business hours for the location (laughs) the work was supposed to be done. Right. So for Mm -hmm. her, it was nights and weekends. What about folks who um, are working for U.S. based companies and um, they're working nights and weekends? Um, Do we see any problem with that? So like two, like a permanent, that would be a button chair eight to five type Mm -hmm. deal. And then a contract that might be nights and weekends. Is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. Do we see any issues with that? Do we see a situation where that might be okay? I would think that would be okay. What about you, Molly? I would think so too. And usually those after hours or nights um, contracts are usually like remote stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like cleaning up some data, cleaning up the ETMF or, you know, report whatever review. it is, a report review. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of um, situations. Absolutely. Um, to go back to Jenny, be very clear on your resume mm-hmm. of that, you know, where it's, you, you know, if you put contract and then put your tasks, whatever it is, and then put next to it work nights and weekends to clean up data, to review trip reports. I don't, I don't see an issue with that. If it's like mm-hmm. another CRA gig. Like two CRA gigs. Two CRA positions, exactly. Then that's where it becomes a little questionable. It's like, mm, that ain't looking too good. Yeah. And I want to make sure that we're clear with the audience. We're not talking about two part-time contracts as a CRA. Right. We're, you know, Monday through Wednesdays with contract A and Thursday, Fridays with contract B or however you want to split it up mm-hmm. through the week. What we're talking about is a perm CRA gig to Mm -hmm. where you've committed to that company to be a permanent employee as a CRA and then you take a contract as a CRA. I agree with you, Natalie. I have I I have a big problem with that, Uh Um, you know, because sites are only open Monday through Friday, normal business hours. You can only Mm -hmm. monitor during that time frame. Now, I know you can write reports outside of hours and if you've got to travel, there's that, too. But 
if you're a perm employee, there's an expectation most of the time for your butt to be in chair eight to five. And if you're now traveling on a contract and you're getting paid by another contract, you're getting paid by your permanent position to be in in doing something for them. Mm but you're not, you're doing mm-hmm. something for another company and getting paid by them. So for me, and maybe I'm splitting hairs here, but for me, that just seems a bit unethical. Sorry, mm-hmm. sounds judgy. Don't mean to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Anybody want to weigh in on their opinion on that one? Because I'm, I'm okay admitting I'm wrong if somebody has a better argument. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's not just you, Angela. We've had clients who actually appreciate that we screen for that because mm-hmm. they understand we're paying you. It's perm is different than contract. It's a salary. You know, mm-hmm. it's a salary with our expectations. You know, contractors, they can work lots of hours, little hours. I mean, there's different expectations around what that contract entails. But when you're a perm, you're paid a set salary for a specific amount of hours that you're expected. And usually between, as you said, Angela, between certain hours during normal business. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're already being paid for that, it's like double dipping, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of, of pay, I can completely see that being a problem, mm-hmm. especially with the perm employee, not only money, but also effort, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're not giving 100% of their effort either. If they're working another contract at the same time, that that effort, that work is going to another company and you're paying for it. So mm-hmm. I can completely understand that. Any other thoughts? I spoke with a um, a friend of mine yesterday and he's one of our clients as well. But, you know, I, I he and it's funny because this topic came up in, in a different context, but he's talking about um, someone being a, a joining his team as a perm, but having a very upfront discussion with them that he would be OK with them taking contracts on the side as long as they met their deliverables. It's a smaller company. Mm-hmm. It's only about 11 or 12 employees. They have contractors, but the, the employees, it's only about 11 or 12. And he's like, very much like what we do is, you know, I don't care when you guys are here, as long as A, everybody joins the huddle at 730 and B, the team knows where you are and when you're going to be available to do your work. I mean, we have that flexible schedule. Jenny, she's got Christmas mm-hmm. concerts on Sunday, so she's <laughs> shifting her hours on Monday because like us, the rest of us, you're getting older and you don't want to have to get up early in the morning after all that, right? So yep. there is that aspect of it. So I guess where I would say that they're could be an okay situation with you to have a perm CRA gig and a contract CRA gig is if you're I, I don't know that I would ever buy it if you were working like with an icon or a Cineos or somewhere like that because we know how those companies operate and we know they expect your butt to be in chair during normal business hours and they're holding you accountable for metrics and et cetera et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. so holding a, a contract CRA in addition to one of those is always going to flag for us but what about a perm CRA gig with a small to medium sized sponsor to where perhaps there's been an open conversation with as mm-hmm. long as you're meeting the deliverables, I'm OK with it. What do you all think about that? Yeah, I think if they were, you know, upfront with the their manager and talked with them about it and, you know, kind of got the OK from them uh-huh. and, and were able to continue to meet all their deliverables with quality work. I don't see any problem with that. Um, How do they articulate it to us? Or to whoever they're applying to. So it doesn't look bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would definitely put some kind of note on the resume on that contract that you added in there and say, this was, you know, this was okayed by my manager 
or, you know, something where it indicates that you've had that conversation with the manager and they, you know, are aware of it and okay with it and that you completely met your deliverables for both positions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could be in uh, the resume or it could be Mm -hmm. in the, um, a cover letter even, Mm -hmm. or like in your application in general Mm -hmm. of what we're, you know, doing or whatever. Cause I would agree. I mean, then it shows that you have open, um, have had an open discussion with your management and they've said, Hey, look, things are slow right now. Just work for us Monday through Wednesday, take another contract if Mm -hmm. you need to or whatever. So does that make sense? So, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that too. Yeah. You just want to be open with the communication mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I was going to say. Open communication with your um, management, open communication in terms of uh, relaying that info on your resume to recruiters, Mm -hmm. to clients, making sure that there's a big, I love how Angela says this, a big C stamped on everybody's forehead for clarity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's more critical than anything else is just being really clear and transparent. Mm -hmm. We talk about that all the time. We want to hear your story. It's like the example that you shared, Jenny. I love that story. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that she was working a full time CTM job for a company that in itself is already very taxing and then Mm -hmm. was able and willing to spend time outside of normal business hours to help a colleague start up something else. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. It's a great story to tell. So you got to tell that story because if you're, you know, If you are just putting the resumes don't have to be bland and boring. Now, they don't need to be glammed up with like purple type and (laughs) tables either. It needs to read like a novel. You need to explain your story in your resume. And so take some liberties and write it out, you know, and uh, and explain it. And if you can't get it in your resume, get it in your cover letter. Mm hmm. All right. Do we have any other thoughts on this topic? When is it okay to take a perm and a contract at the same time or when is it not okay? I think in a nutshell, you have to think about what would be considered steady state tasks and when those have to be done and what could be considered project related tasks like a study startup or something that is like a one off or, you know, that type of thing. Um, and then, you know, what can be done inside of hours? What can be done outside of hours? Is there a conflict, you know, an expectation by a permanent employer where you haven't had a clear and candid discussion? And so um, I think there's a lot of things that have to come into play. Um, For me, a general rule of thumb is two perm, I'm sorry, a perm CRA position and a contract CRA position done at the same time is always going to flag. So if you do not Mm -hmm. explain it, then you may not get another shot. Like Jenny said, I mean, we asked Mm -hmm. the question for this gal this week and I'm so glad we did, but a lot of people won't. Right. Right. Mm hmm. All right. Well, if nobody else has any other thoughts, um, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Thank you so much, team, for all of your thoughts. I think this is super helpful because we run into this a lot. Actually, it's kind of common um, Mm -hmm. that folks don't understand um, making sure that this is all clear and everybody's on the same page about it. So perfect because we want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but help us help you. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thank you so much, you guys, for all your ideas. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. If you want to explore more of our content, you can visit CREresources.com slash blog to check out our latest articles and additional podcasts. 
You can also sign up to get this content delivered straight to your inbox and feel free to reach out at CREresources.com for more information about our firm. We look forward to working with you.